This is Hormoz Magiri. And this is Amir Etamadzadeh. Welcome to Lean Leadership Academy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of Lean Leadership Academy. I am so excited to be here with Mr. Mogari, and we are going to talk about a very important topic today. How are you, Mr. Mogari? I am doing well. Thank you, Amir. Thank you. As always, I'm very happy to be here with you talking about important stuff that would make our life better. So the topic of today is self-discipline. I know and understand that you are a big believer in self-discipline and self-development. So would you talk to us a little bit about why the topic of self-discipline is such an important factor? Gladly. When I met my mentor, late Mr. Jim Rohn, about 30 years ago in Texas, he started by asking me to show him my gold book. And immediately after I realized what he was asking for, I was happy that gold was number one on his list as well. But after I told him that I didn't have a gold book with me, and he asked me if I left it in the car or at the house, and I told him, no, all my goals are in my head, then he immediately turned to another subject matter before goal setting. And that was self-discipline. And he mentioned that the reason I don't have any goal book with me, and I am not, I'm not religiously jotting down my goals, is not because I'm not interested in winning or at succeeding, it's because I don't have self-discipline. And not understanding what self-discipline was, I said, if that's going to make a tremendous difference, I'm going to buy five gold books after this seminar. And Jim said, young man, you don't understand. You don't need five gold books. You just need one. And if you use it correctly, then that's going to make all the difference. And since I didn't understand what self-discipline was at the time, he gave me an example. He said, having a goal book and writing your goals down is easy. I said, yes. He said, so what's the problem? I said, I really don't know. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I don't want to do it. Maybe I don't think it's important. And he started me with an apple a day. The example he gave me turned into an apple a day because I think he realized that I was lost in the area of self-discipline. He said, have you heard the expression an apple a day dot dot dot? I said, yeah, keeps the doctor away. He said, good. I'm glad that you have got this in Dallas, Texas. And I said, yes, I know that. He said, okay, if that is true, it will be easy to eat an apple a day. And I said, yes, it will be easy. He said, do you eat an apple a day, religiously, every day? I said, not religiously. He said, so what's the problem? I said, as I mentioned to you, maybe I'm lazy and I don't think it will work and this and that. He said, no, write it down. And write it down, I did that day and onwards, all the way until today. You can almost never find me without my notebook or my journal and my pen. And I wrote it down, and this is what Jim Rohn said. 
And he said, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And I said, isn't that profound? Basic, but very sophisticated at the same time. And I found out that the reason we don't do a lot of things is not because those things are difficult. It's because they are easy to do and also easy not to do. And self-discipline happened to be one of those easy to do, easy not to do things. And I had neglected up to that point. Very interesting. And that, is, that makes so much sense because walking around the block once a day is very easy to do and it's also very easy not to do. And I think most people fail to do the easiest stuff and that's why we fall behind and neglect the important facts. So I want to uh, ask you, is there any certain guidelines that you follow as far as developing personal self-discipline? Yes, definitely. One of the better definitions that I've heard uh, about self-discipline is by Brian Tracy, I believe. And he says self-discipline is the ability to do what you have to do when you have to do it, whether you feel like it or not. Self-discipline is the ability to do what you have to do when you have to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And that's one of the best definitions that I've found. I decided to have a program or guideline that I could practice my self-discipline, and I call it 12 Pillars of Success. And I was inspired by Jim Rohn's program, along with my stuff and a bunch of other things from different people. But I developed 12 pillars and 12 sections for the entire year. And every month in different clubs or organizations that I belong to, every month we cover one particular pillar. And based on the discussion I had with Jim Rohn, I didn't put goal setting as the first pillar for obvious reasons. Because you set goals, but because you are lacking self-discipline, your goals will never materialize. For January, I put self-discipline and personal development. February is goal setting. March, spiritual, physical, and emotional health. April, money and financial independence. Getting out of debt, saving, and giving. May is for relationships. Time management is the topic for June. In July, we discuss networking and referrals. Month of August is for selling and negotiating. Communication and presentation is done in month of September. October, we discuss leadership. Accelerated learning is for month of November. And we discuss charity and contribution and we end the year in December. So this is the guideline that I use for variety of organization that I belong to. Thank you so much. So when you put them in month, it's not that people have to focus on that one topic. We all we need all 12 of them, but that's how you basically teach these uh, important topics, right? That is correct. In order to make sure that we don't overwhelm our audience, we want to make sure that every month we focus on one, but in reality, you need a combination of all these 12 
uh, skills and competencies. Mm -hmm. And based on that, you will be uh, prepared and deserving of success. I really like that definition of self-discipline, the ability to do what you have to do regardless of if you feel like it or not. And I think that's a very, very good definition for self-discipline. Thank you for sharing that with me and the audience. So now that we have understood what the definition and the meaning of self-discipline is, how do we institutionalize it? This is the way I have learned to start the journey to, to self-discipline. First, you need to have your whys or your reasons to be big enough. The main reason we don't do anything or we don't do something is because the reason for doing that is not big enough for us, is not important enough for us. So have your whys big enough. If you have a why, how becomes easy, as is being said. The example is if you have a young mother and has a sick child at three o'clock in the morning and the nearest hospital is three miles away and the mother doesn't have any car and is raining and is cold, the young mother, without regards to her physical abilities, will hold the baby and run three miles to the nearest hospital to save the baby's life. Why does she do that? Because the reason she has is big enough. She doesn't think about any limitation. Now, if you change the 20 pound baby with a sack of potatoes, which weighs 20 pounds, the same mother, same cold night, same three o'clock in the morning, same rain and same no car available and ask this mother to run for three miles and take the bag of potatoes to the hospital, the chances are that the mother will not move an inch. What happened? Everything is the same except for the reason that mother has to do or not do. The whys that you have is the main reason. First, you have to know what your whys are in life. What is your why in life? What is it that wakes you up in the morning? What is it that will give you the reasons to do things? Some of the example of big whys that you can have in your life is enlightened self-interest. Enlightened self-interest. A lot of people say self-interest is not good. Well, it's not good if you are not educated. But if you make your self-interest educated, if you make it enlightened, it will be good. And you can have enlightened self-interest regarding your health, finances, education, fulfillment, family, and community service. If you have self-interest in community service, that is super good. And that is the big why that you can have in order to get up in the morning and do your best throughout the day. Thank you so much. That's a very interesting example you brought up. Now, would you share one more example with our audience about self-discipline? Yes, then I realized that in order to have a big why, 
it has to be something that has substance. Many people say that their goal in life, the ultimate goal in life is to be happy. And I used to think happiness could be a good goal. Then I realized that it is kind of shallow to be just happy if it's not as a result of substance. So in my opinion, happiness should not be your primary why. It could be one of the whys, but it cannot be a primary why. It has to be something that will wake you up in the morning and give you the energy and the push necessary to carry throughout the day. So if happiness shouldn't be your primary why, what should be your main why? In my opinion, meaningfulness should be your main why in life. So if you have something meaningful that helps others or helps you grow, then that could be a good example for your self-discipline. And about 12 years ago, I decided to post something of substance on my LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and etc. And recently I've added to Instagram and Twitter as well. But 12 years ago when I started Facebook and LinkedIn, I said, I'm going to do that every night. And even though it was the, the thought of doing this every night was daunting. But I decided that I will have the self-discipline and I've been, I've been doing it for 12 years every night. And then I've expanded it to Twitter and Instagram and other medium as well. But the main thing is if I think I'm adding value to my audience, to my friends and connections, and if I think doing this is going to help me grow, then 12 years is nothing. And as you see that I have been doing it for past 12 years, I will do it for another 12 years because it has substance. So meaningfulness should be our main why in life. Thank you so much. So meaningfulness is more for yourself or is this the meaning that you're sharing with other people? Yeah, it has to be something meaningful to you but the benefit could be toward other people. But if you feel that you are adding value either to yourself, to your neighborhood, to your family, to your community, and as a result, you grow as well, that becomes meaningful. If it is only self-interest and your self-interest is not enlightened, then it's becoming a selfish act. It's nothing to write home about. But meaningfulness is something of substance that makes you feel good about the value that you add to your people around you and to the community. Thank you so much for expanding on that, Mr. Mori. I hope that our audience took some meaning from the conversation we had today. And uh, just to mention that we, from next podcast, we're going to expand on the 12 pillars of success that you mentioned. And each podcast will be talking and explaining about one of those pillars. Yes, I am planning on expanding on different pillars every time that we have a podcast and maybe devour each and every one of them and explain how they work, what is the benefit of them, how to institutionalize those things in our lives so we can master the 12 pillars and as a result be set 
to be successful and win at life. Thank you. That's, that's going to be exciting and excellent. So thanks so much, uh, everybody, for being with us. If you have any comments or questions, please uh, visit our website at llausa.org. You can get in touch with us there and see more of our products and classes that we are offering. Until next time, stay well. This was a production of Lean Leadership Academy. For more information, please visit llausa.org. Thank you.